Today we start our third installment of our It's Time series. This has been a good one. Do you think so? The first two? You guys learning from it? You're growing from it? The whole basis of this series is I want you in 2023 to find the very best version of yourself that you have ever experienced and ever had before. I want you in 2024, I'm already looking to next year, to be able to look back over the year and say, you know what, that was the best year of my life. I went through some things. I, 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 grew through some, I grew through some things, but my spiritual life, my walk with God was consistent, and I found myself to be the best version of myself I'd ever been before. In week one, the title of our sermon was Green Light. Remember that, honk, honk, anybody here? If you're going to find the best version of yourself in 2023, you have a green light. It's time for you to let go of everything that happened in 22 and move on to what God has for you. I want to encourage you. I talked on three different areas of your life that you need to let go of to have the best version of yourself this year. Go back online, watch that service. It was a good one. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, we looked at to have the best version of ourselves, we got to grow closer to Jesus. We got to grow closer to God's people. The women, they got together, some of them, Saturday, yesterday morning. They were getting together again next Sunday. You guys just party all the time. And the guys, we'll, we'll get there eventually. Um, I'm sorry. Again, Bobby, I'm sorry. It's my fault. He's been asking me for a long time. Let's get together. I'm just, okay. Um, you got to grow closer to God's purpose for your life. You got to start walking in God's will for your life. When you know that you're in God's will for your life, in His plan, there is provision. Just going to leave that there. You got to grow closer to God's presence. Walk in holiness. Walk in the anointing. Walk in the lifestyle that God's called you to live and grow closer to Him. Uh, that was a good message to start off 2023. You, you, do you agree with me? Yeah, okay. And then last week we talked on uh, to walk in joy. How many of you were challenged to walk in joy at some point before you left the parking lot last Sunday? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when you choose joy, you choose to see your problem, not the way your problem presents itself. You look at your problem through the eyes of the Lord, through that lens, and your perspective will change on the situation. We use Tigger from Winnie the Pooh. Remember that? He actually sang the song. If I would have thought about it, we would have let you come up and sing the whole song. It would have been kind of fun. Um, but uh, we, we, we said that, that Tigger, uh, he, I, I got to do it. The wonderful thing about Tigger is Tigger's the wonderful thing. You know, you guys remember the song? Okay, if not, go back. Josh is going to be singing next week, so just get ready. And the, the thing about Tigger was it doesn't matter. It didn't matter what situation he was in. He came to a place and said, <laughs> it just happens to be that that's what Tigger does best. And Tigger's never done it before. <laughs> there are things in your life that you have never done before, but when you change your attitude, you'll change the outcome of what, what takes place. You may be thinking that you're going through something right now and it's nonsense. And to be all fairness, it probably is. But God knows you're the only one that can go through that, and you will get through it. It doesn't matter what the problem is. You've got to change your perspective. The reason why Jesus had joy set before him at the most horrific event in history was because he understood there was a pain in the process, but the purpose was greater than the pain that he went through. He found his joy in the guaranteed outcome of what was to come. Let's get into week three. You ready for this? 
All right, I'm going to step on some toes today. I'm going to put on my pastor hat. I'm going to put on a business owner hat. I'm going to put on a bunch of different hats, and you just got to follow along with where we're at. If we're going to have the best version of ourselves in 2023, you're going to have to give it all to Jesus. What I'm saying is each one of us have areas in our lives that we have been holding on to. Areas that we haven't let Jesus take control of. Areas that no one else knows about. Areas that only you or maybe your family member or maybe someone at work knows about. Areas that if you could come to a different place in this area would give you the best year you've ever had. You have addictions that you don't want to admit. But if you're going to have the best 2023, you've got to deal with those things. Because what we don't want to have happen is to get to the end of this year and say we are no different today than we were at the beginning. I will tell you this. If you're here every Sunday for 2023 and you are the same as you are today as you were a year prior, I will leave this church with you. Because you cannot be here and stay the way that you are. I'm already getting mean. I'm already three minutes into this thing. I want to submit to you today that as you start your 2023, you're going to have to go through some withdrawals. You're going to have to cut some people out of your life. You're going to have to draw some lines in the sand. You're going to have to make some difficult decisions. But the goal is to have the best you that you can have. And sometimes that means you get to be the one to make the hard decisions. C.S. Lewis said in your outline, human history is the long, terrible story of man trying to find something other than God, which will make him happy. (laughs) Another way we can look at that is, have you let Jesus take control of every area of your life? Our text for this morning, Adrienne's going to read Romans 13. Go for it. Microphone needs to be on. My fault. Let's make sure, here we go, but make sure that you don't get so absorbed and exhausted in taking care of all your day-by-day obligations that you lose track of the time and doze off, oblivious to God. The night is about over. Dawn is about to break. Be up and awake to what God is doing. God is putting the finishing touches on the salvation work he began when we first believed. We can't afford to waste a minute. Must not squander these precious daylight hours. Right there. You will end up at the end of this year no different than you were the end of last year. That's what he's saying. If you squander these daylight hours, you will be the same as you've always been. In frivolity and I didn't know what that word was. I had to look it up. Anybody know how to say that word? Don't, don't, no, I didn't think. You just heard her. Don't, Don't act like that. Okay, sorry, go ahead. And indulgence, in sleeping around and dissipation, in bickering and grabbing everything in sight. Beep, Get out beep. of bed. Beep, beep. <laughs> remember? Beep, beep. It's a pastor. Honk, honk, honk. Okay, does that remember? Okay, if you weren't here, go to the first week and watch it. That'll make sense. Beep, Get beep. out of bed and get beep, beep. dressed. Don't, don't beep, beep. loiter and linger, beep, waiting beep. until the very last minute. Dress yourselves in Christ and be up and about. We, we are in pursuit this year to have what? The very best version of ourselves. And to do that, you've got to give it all to Jesus. There is a moment, there is a decision that you're going to have to make and say, this year, 
I'm giving it all to Jesus. I'm going to give everything I have. Yeah, I'm going to mess up. I understand that, but it doesn't matter. I'm going to go chasing back after him. I'm going after Jesus. There are a lot of areas that we can look at today, but I'm going to focus on four particular areas that I believe if we get these four areas down, it will be the beginning to start the best year that we've ever had. So here I'm about to get on my pastor hat, business owner hat, all that stuff. Just follow with me and you're going to be golden to go. Number one. If we're going to have the best year that we've ever had, what you need to do is understand this. It's time to write this down. Take control of my schedule. <laughs> Not what you thought it was going to be, huh? As I mentioned last, that, uh, uh, last week that I felt at the end of 22 that the Lord was dealing with me with my commitments to simplify my life. We have a lot going on. I was trying to add some things to it, and um, I just kind of had a sense that my schedule was becoming too full. I was busy beyond busy uh, all day long and then play with the kids for an hour and then go to bed or they would go to bed. Then I would work for several more hours and I was just all the time doing stuff and I've got to simplify. And what happens is when your life is out of balance and I talk about your schedule, when your schedule is out of balance, you will begin to have accidental mess ups instead of intentional. Let me explain that. When your life is out of balance, things begin to come up. You begin to flow this way or flow that. Whatever, the, whatever direction the wind blows, you just go with it. And the, the wind is not taking you in the direction that you need to go. Are you following me? You're trying to get too much done, and whenever you are too busy and your life is out of balance, your marriage will suffer, your relationship with your kids will suffer, your relationships with everybody else will suffer because you have put yourself in a place where you're too busy to focus on what really matters the most. The Bible has something to say about this in Ecclesiastes 4. Better is a handful with quietness than two handfuls with labor and striving after wind. In other words, you're too busy. You have way entirely too much going on. What he's writing here is saying when you have two handfuls of stuff going on, you can't focus on any of them. So none of them are going to be great. But if you get one handful, you can focus on it and it will be great. Do you understand that principle? Okay. Grab the things that are important to you and schedule those things first. It's my personal belief, and I hope it's yours as well, that God is going to be the first on your list. All right. You schedule your events and activities around your God times. You don't schedule your God times around your activities. Your God time is your church time. Your God time is your personal devo time. You don't put things on the schedule in those times. If you do, your spiritual life will suffer. I want to go a lot further. Um, my parents raised me that uh, sporting events came after church events. 
I'm not going to give names, but we can count by the bucket list of names of people in previous church where their kids put sports first and their kids don't follow God. My parents drug us to church. And then they made church fun for us. And then once church became fun for us, we didn't want what everybody else had. Because my dad built me a lake house. And it wasn't for me, it was for the church, but it was mine. <laughs> but it wasn't. But it was. But it wasn't. And he had pool tables and ping pong tables. And he would let me have the, the, his credit card. And he would pay for the food for all my friends hanging out. He made church fun. He made church a priority. So therefore, when everybody else was going off this direction, I never felt the need to. But it started off with putting on my schedule or them putting on my schedule that God time is priority time. Everything else gets scheduled beyond that. Okay. <laughs> Am I over that one? <laughs> I, I think I'm going to go further. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I think you guys get the gist of it. Um, so... Um, Honk, honk. That's this. Oh, beep, beep. That's my nice one. Honk is the mean one. Beep, beep. Uh, if you're not putting God first on your list, I promise you, you will not have the best 23 you've ever had. So, I didn't put it in your outline, but how do you have, how do you start this process? It's super easy. We call it the first 15. <laughs> you wake up. If you're a coffee drinker, get your coffee. If you're a water drinker, get your water. But don't get your phone. Don't get the news. Don't get social media. And you spend the first 15 with God. Five minutes reading the Bible, five minutes in worship, five minutes in prayer. That's all you got to do. That's how you start. That's a starting point. No, by, by no means is that the end goal. That's a starting point. Start your day off with God. Give him the first. So what needs to happen is you have to take control of your schedule. Because as a business owner, I know um, just yesterday, I committed that I won't be working certain days. I had a phone call yesterday to come take care of a situation. For me, it would have been very lucrative. But I went to Adrienne and said, I've committed to God this time. I want to say yes. I, I, I really want to say yes to this because it's going to make me some money. And it's going to help pay some stuff. No, this is my God time. This is my family time. This, this time's already scheduled. So there are going to have to be sacrifices made when you schedule your time. But I can assure you, God times first. Number two. <laughs> it's time to regulate what I allow to enter my spirit, soul, and body. You need a filter on your eyes, ears, and mouth. answers on the screen behind us if you can't remember the whole thing. This past week I walked by the return air at my house and it was all dirty and I never thought about it and the vent was dirty and so I opened the door and looked at the vent and the air filter and sure enough it was dirty and what happens is the dirtier the filter gets the dirtier your house gets. I don't know if you know anything about HVAC systems but what happens is <laughs> you guys have black lines in your carpet along the edges some of you? Yeah? Nope? Okay. If you do, it's because you're not changing your filter enough. Side note. Business there. Okay. So what happens is whenever you have a air filter that's full, if the air that's coming in is dirty and it can't get through, the dirty air doesn't go up into 
the, the system and purifies itself, it gets pushed out from the sides and goes up the walls and comes back down. So when your air filter is dirty, your house is dirtier. Okay. When your house is dirty, it's because your filters are dirty. Are you grabbing the connection? Are you? In order for you to have a clean physical house, you have to have clean filters. In order for the temple of the Holy Spirit to be clean, you've got to have clean filters. So you've got to filter what goes in, what goes in, what comes out. You've got to filter what you see, the filter on your mouth, what you eat, what you drink. You've got to filter all of those things so that your house can be clean. So when God says, I need to use you, you're not having to clean up a mess that's already been there. I want to show you something in the Bible, but I want you to grapple. That's a fun word. I want you to grapple with that thought. I'm not going to tell you what you need to clean up in your life. That's between you and God. I'm not your Holy Spirit. But I am telling you, if you're going to have the best version of yourself, it's time to get some cleanliness. Okay? First Corinthians says this. I have the right to do anything, you say, but not everything is beneficial. I have the right to do anything, but not everything is constructive. This is where most people come from. They read this verse and say, I can do anything, or I can put whatever I want in my body. I can drink whatever I want to drink. I can say whatever I want to say. I can click on whatever I want to click. I can watch whatever I want to watch. And let me be honest with you. If it's legal, yes, you can. But what is Paul right here? It's not beneficial. If it's not beneficial, what did we read in the verse before? You're squandering your time. So what happens is we have to look at our walk with God and say, is what we are doing beneficial to our walk? And if it's not, filter it. Psalms 141. Don't let me drift toward evil or take part in acts of wickedness. Don't let me share in the delicacies of those who do wrong. I personally feel it's time for you to give it all to Jesus you got to give your eyes to Jesus, what you're looking at. Give your ears to Jesus, what you're listening to. Oh, can I say that? What what did we read on Yahoo? What was that song? Uh, There was, I called dad and told him. Do you remember, did you look at that song? What was that song? That's it. There was a guy on Yahoo just yesterday. He was, um, he had a heart attack and died. It wasn't a Christian man, wasn't, he was just, it's on Yahoo on popular mechanics is the one who produces he died and um whenever he saw hell this is what he saw uh people burning from head to toe on all four and demons had chains around their neck walking around like dogs and they were singing the song don't worry be happy you guys sing these songs like it's nothing that song's demonically inspired that the demons of hell sing because they're saying Don't worry about anything. Don't worry about it. Be happy. That's what we want. Be happy. That's not at all what God wants. So you sing these songs in innocence, and the devil's using them as chants. So careful what you're listening to. Remember that song, For the Father Above is Looking. So be careful, little ears, what you hear. All right. It still applies to you when you're 60 and 50 and 40. 
to have the best version of yourself, you've got to filter what's going on in your life. Number three. Okay, this is my business hat. I'm a pastor. I do that as well, but this is my business hat. It's time to, um, let me, uh, oh, it's already on the screen. Okay, organize my finances. If you're going to have the best version of yourself in 2023, your finances need to be in order. I was raised in church my entire life. And remember whenever you were in churches, they have the prayer request card on the back of the seat. Well, we had those on the back of the seat, and I would see those prayer request cards. And you know what the number one request that came in above anything else? Money. Finances. I don't know. Most of you probably don't know this because it's not something I really ever talk about. But I am a, and actually I don't. I am a Dave Ramsey certified financial coach. And um, whenever I had to go through that coaching, I had to sit down with a lot of people and, and listen to their financial stories. And uh, there is a biblical role of finances. And I don't know if you understand this, but I'm going to make it very simple. Give, save, live. That's the biblical role of finances. You give, you save, and then you live. It's not live, give, save. It is you give, you save, and you live. That's the biblical role of finances. And when I would meet with, this, with all these people, the problem wasn't they weren't making enough money. It was, number one, they lived above their means, and number two, they continued to make poor financial decisions. They would come and blame God why their finances are in order, but when you looked at the track record of the decisions that they made, you would see why God's the one to blame. It's because they can't make decisions of wisdom. It wasn't a, it wasn't a money problem. It was a lifestyle problem. <laughs> You've got to stick to a budget. Does that make sense at all? We have a budget for our business. There are times whenever I need to buy a piece of equipment that may be X amount of dollars. If it's not in the budget, what do I do? Save it. I don't buy it. I don't live off more than what I make. In fact, we live off 30% of what we make or what we pay ourselves. We, we choose to live less because I want to be able to be used by God when God says, I need you to do this. All right, here, go, do it. I need to be able to walk in obedience. I can't do that if I'm making bad financial decisions all the time. So that's my business hat. It's my pastor. There's as a pastor, there's a uh, um, Robert Morris out of, out of Texas, uh, Gateway Church, did a whole series um, on the first fruits and how you give the first part of God. We'll do the series probably next year, maybe. Yeah, probably, maybe. And um, uh, it's all about giving the blessed life to God, the first thing that we give. I have been here a year, and I've never even talked about money once. That's all you're going to hear from me right now. But you need to be obedient with your giving. I promise you, give, save, live. Okay, what's, what's the Bible say about this? If we're going to have the best version of ourselves, let, let, let me, as a side note, as a man responsible to your family, if your finances stink, it's hard. You take it out on your spouse. You take it out on those who you care about. So you've got to get your finances. If you're single by yourself, you've got to get your finances in order. I'm not asking you to give more money to the church. I'm telling you, if you're going to have the best version of yourself, your finances must be in order. Know where every dollar's at. Budget your money. Look at it every day if you have to. There's nothing wrong with that. 
All right, okay. Matthew 6, 21. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. I told you a few weeks ago my bucket list item was I want to get my pilot's license. So I went and bought a whole bunch of stuff. And the more stuff I bought, the more I wanted to get into it, the more I wanted to do it. Even yesterday, after the Lord said, don't do anything because you're too busy, I was talking. I was like, I think I've got to do that. I want to go up there and do this. And my pilot, my, what's he called? My instructor was like texting me, hey, when are we going? I'm like, oh, yeah, I want to go do this. No, it's not the right time. But what happens is the more money I put into it, the more I was caring and concerned about it. So whenever you're caring, concerned about your spiritual life, you need to put money there. Because whenever you put money in the church, there's going to be a greater caring on your insides. Whenever you put money into your kids' sporting events and they play one soccer game and they don't want to play again, they're too busy playing with my parents' dogs, and you've paid for all these soccer games, you're like, no, get out there and run. Don't play with Molly and Sadie. You can play with them anytime. But they go out there and they're like, look at the dog. And all the girls on the soccer field in the middle of the game run over and play with the dog. And you're like, no, 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 no. That's not what you're supposed to do, Abigail. You're supposed to be playing the soccer game. I paid $47 for playing the soccer game. Because I had money invested into it, they better do what they're supposed to do with it. I cared more about it. All right. When you invest your money in your walk with God, you will begin to care more about your walk with God. Proverbs 3.9 says, Honor God with everything you own. Give him the first and the best. I'm going to let that one stand alone. Honor God with everything you own. Give him the first and the best. Number four, if you're going to have the best version of yourself, this is my, I guess these are all my favorite, but this one, this one's my most favorite. It's time to live my life intentionally. That's my word, intentional. Everything I do is intentional. In Green Ink, your circumstances do not determine what your life looks like. Your disciplines do. Ooh, that's going to hit you hard, huh? Your circumstances do not determine what your life looks like. Your disciplines do. You and I are not a product of our circumstances. You are a product of your decisions, of your disciplines. The sluggard will not plow by reason <laughs> of the winter. Therefore, he shall beg and harvest and have nothing. Every day you wake up and plow. The success is not today. The success is in the daily agenda. The success is in that every day you wake up and plow again. You don't see the, the fruit of everything that you plow and, and sow at all times. You have to keep on sowing seed. You have to keep on sowing seed. And then at some point the harvest will come. But you don't wait for the harvest to come if you haven't planted the seed. I was talking to a business mentor of mine this past week. Uh, we were talking about employee retention, and he's got a lot, of, uh, several employees. They're all making a hundred thousand plus a year. And the, the, I said, "How do you keep them? Like, in in the business that you operate in, you've trained them to do everything, and they can go start their own and 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 all that." And and uh, he said, "Well." Here's what I do. Whenever we get done, I keep them paid well enough where whenever they clock out at 6 o'clock, they go out into their Corvettes and they go race. They go out and go fishing. They go out and go hunting. They go out and play video games. They go out and do all these things. 
He said, when they clock out at 6, that's what they go do. I go eat dinner and come back at 7 and plan how to buy my next rental property. He said, they'll always work for me because they're more interested in having fun. Whenever you live your life intentionally, it changes the things that you do. It changes how you live, what you say, how you talk, where you go. It changes the decisions that you make. Those people, his employees, are not willing to pay a price. And I, I say this humbly, but Adrian can tell you, there, there's many days when we work all day. And people call me and say, I want to work for you. I want what you've got. I'm going to do it. But they're not going to do what I did. They don't want to sit there and get up early and when it freezes and you get four hours of sleep in four days. They don't want to go through that part of it. Terrence, you know when they call. Josh, you guys know. When they call at 2 o'clock in the morning, the whole power shut out. Your guys aren't, let me go outside. And they're like, oh, I don't want to do that. Who, who? Every one of them are trying to pin it off on somebody else to go do it. But the owner says, I got this. You know it, don't you? Everyone's willing to do it when it's convenient for them. The ones who are at the top are doing it when it's inconvenient for them. They're willing to do what no one else is willing to do to have what no one else is willing to get. Hey, that's good. All right. Okay. John Maxwell coined the phrase, the secret to success is the right daily agenda. You don't live by accident. Every day, you keep doing what you need to do. You, create, you keep creating habits of winning. You keep creating habits of success. And the day you stop is the day the person behind you passes you. The champion keeps on keeping on. We've got to live our lives with intentionality. When it comes to your spiritual walk, you can't say, I will pray about that later. I heard a pastor say, who I won't use his name, but he's very well respected. He said, if you pray an hour a day and you're consistent for a month, he said, in the spiritual realm, now you can take it however you want, but in the spiritual realm, if you skip a day, it's as if you skip 15 days of restarting your spirit man. And if I told you the name, you'd be like, okay, I trust him. He's not just a flake, fly-by-night guy. Someone who in the spiritual life I completely trust. He says, I spend between five and seven hours every single day. He said, I've learned after 45 years of doing ministry that if I go for a month and I pray an hour every day, if I miss one day, I back up 15 days and start over again. You've got to be intentional with your walk with God. Um, Psalms 90 verse 12 teach us to number our days and recognize how few they are help us to spend them as we should those four areas there's a lot of other areas but those are the top four areas that I think if you can look back on this year and say I can get my schedule figured out I can filter what's going into my body. I can organize my finances. I can live my life intentionally. If you can get those four things figured out, I promise you, you'll have the best 23 you've ever had. I want to give you a homework assignment. 
Uh, you're not going to have to bring anything back. I'm not going to grade you, but I want you to have the, uh, you don't understand. I, I want you to have the best version that you've ever had. And to be able to do that, you've got to put some work into it. So number one, what's my homework assignment? I must know my purpose. If you know your why, you will always create a way. You can look up those verses later. Jeremiah 29 says, I know the plans for you. You know the rest of it. Number two, I must have a plan. Habakkuk says, write it down. I put their spirit, soul, and body. There's a blank. There are reasons they're blank because it's a reminder to you. I want you to look at those three areas first. Proverbs 17 says, an intelligent person aims at wise action, but a fool starts off with many directions. Um, how many of you want the best 23 you've ever had? Because it'll be the first time you've ever had it. But how many of you want the best version of yourself in 23? Yeah. Okay. So there is a concept that my dad is, what, what's the word? Uh, fruition? Fru good at? I don't know what the right word is. Um, it's helping you have the best you you've ever had. And what is it? Proficient at. And mine's a little different. But if you need somebody, hold on, let me, let me, I'm, getting, I'm getting my head. Number three, I'm going to get these done. You must have accountability. Write that down. Must, I must know my purpose. I must have a plan. I must have accountability. Uh, Ecclesiastes says two people are better off than one for if they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But if someone who falls alone, they are in real trouble. <laughs> Relationships, accountability. If you want to have the best version of yourself, dad has this entire plan. His, his, his phrase is life by design. His is more intricate and detailed than mine. I have 12 dashboards. I don't know how many he's got now. How many do you have? The, your head, your, are you paying? Seven. See, that's way easier. Mine's 12. So go with him. If, if you want to have the best life you've ever had, and you say, I want to live this year intentionally, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to free up his schedule for you. <laughs> and I want you to go to him. He's not going to go to you. He's not going to ask you. You got to go to him and say, Pastor, I want to have the best. Help me to live my life on purpose. And he will work with you to help you live by design, live by, if you're not sure what your purpose is, you're not sure what you're aiming at, let us help you. His is seven, mine's 12. You pick who you want to go to. <laughs> I mean, mine's 933. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but whenever you live on purpose, you live your life intentionally, you're going to have the best version of you you've ever had. 2023 is going to be a great year. Do you believe it? 2023 is going to be a great year. Do you believe it? Yes. But will it happen by accident? No. What do we have to become? Intentional. Let's pray. Oh, God, we thank you so much that we can come into this place this morning and know that our lives were designed to bring honor to you, to bring glory to you, to live for you. And I pray by the power of the Holy Spirit that every day we wake up with intentionality that we grow closer to you, that I believe in 2023 our phrase is the best is yet to come and that everything that happens this year is a continual improvement on the day before. 
that we don't get tired of the grind. We don't get tired of, of plowing. We don't, we don't get tired of sowing. We keep on keeping on because we know you're going to meet us in the consistency of our relationship with you. We know that you're going to meet us in the consistency of operating in our purpose, in our assignment, in our plan, in doing what you've called us to do. So God, I pray that you give us the strength to do it. Give us the hope to do it. Give us the ability to function in the capacity of which you have created us to function and become all that you have called us to be in Jesus' name. And everyone said, everyone said, amen. Amen. Thank you for tuning in today. For more content like this, visit our website, www.pathwaychurchok.com to see the variety of ways you can download this content and so much more. It's our pleasure that you would tune in and we believe that if you take the content you just heard, write down the parts that spoke to you, and work on a plan to apply it, you will not be the same person a year from now. We hope today you can take this content, apply it, share it, let it change you, and you can become all God has called you to become. Thank you again for tuning in. We'll be together again soon. Until then, keep growing.